Welcome to the new day, my fellow pot thoughts. I'm coming to you from folly, springy, contradictory Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Logan Eldine Misseldine, and today is a super special treat, everybody. I'm joined with my gorgeous, intelligent, beautiful wife, Rachel Misseldine. <laughs> Hi, everyone. He was going to say my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass her like that. So, But today we've got a really other, other big, big special treat. I've invited my wife for her opinions um, and insight, and we're going to unpack the music video uh, by Childish Gambino's uh, This Is America. And you heard a little bit before, you know, you heard me talking. Um, but if anybody hasn't watched the video, hasn't listened to the song already, I fully recommend you do that before we go in here so you're not going in blind. It's very interesting. It has a lot to say about a lot of things, obviously, and it's kind of obvious what we're going to be talking about a little bit here, but we're going to be having two varying opinions, two varying, uh, experiences, and we're going to be just learning from one another and really trying to help anybody else learn from it too. And we've got, we've got tons of notes. We've got, um supporting articles and videos that we've been reading and trying to get a real good grip on what he's truly trying to say since we're not getting it from him himself. So uh, hopefully you all understand where we're coming from. And if I say anything um, truly embarrassing or anything, please forgive me. Rachel's going to be guiding me through this. You know, I, I personally don't want to say anything ridiculous. I'm a little nervous about it, but I have my trustworthy wife with me. So I hope, hopefully we'll be doing okay. So if you hear any weird noises in the back, it's probably the dog flipping out over nothing. So we're trying to keep this as professional as possible. So, um, and after this, you're gonna hear a short little uh, little transitional sound segment, and we're gonna break into this. And so I hope that everybody enjoys this and learns something from it. So thanks for listening, everybody. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. We're here. I hope you enjoyed that. So. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to just kind of just run it down. Just run down what's going on in here. Well, what's... Yeah, let's run down first what we what we want to well, what I want to say is that this podcast isn't to start fights, it isn't to offend anyone. Um this is to educate each other. Um you guys educating Logan and educating me and you know, just constant listening to each other and trying to be open to each other's opinions and thoughts and um, Logan and I, ever since we started dating and ever since we've been married, I've been educating him on race in Buffalo, in New York, in, um, America and in, you know, what's important to me in the way that I've experienced the world and he's educated me on what he's experienced. Um, you've grown Dumb. up with guns yeah. and... Not grown up with guns, but he's grown up, you know, hunting. And his grandfather loves to go to the shooting range and, you know. We, we've had two very polar different uh, um, foundations, in, mm-hmm. in especially political or mm-hmm. societal. She's very much different than I am and I'm very much different than her, but we're both very... But it's very... so funny because we ride the line of, like, conservative and, like, liberal. It's so... We're both so, like... I mean, obviously one leans more left than the other, but... Or and then right the other as well, but we just we 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 just are just at the perfect line of just like like she said in the middle, but that we're able to kind of just transfer ideas. We're kind of like we feel like we're kind of messengers for each other. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we just got little, essentially where one uh, has uh, misconceptions, the other one has the answers for them. 
And so it, it's been a perfect little thing. And especially within the past year, I've been really, really mind blown over a lot of the things that she's shown me about what's been going on. And I've been really like breaking down a lot of the walls and things that I was confused about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just takes talking to, I mean, my family has been edgy. He took my mom to a shooting range. My mom wouldn't touch a shooting range, you know, years ago before she met him. Um, his parents, I've educated them, you know, I've, I've told them some things about privilege and my thoughts and my feelings. And they've been like, wow, okay, so that's where you're coming from. And it's all about talking and that's what we're here to do. So Absolutely. should we jump into it? Yeah, let's jump into this, you know, first, first-hand experience. Let's get this rolling, people. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so this is America. So we're looking at the video right now and we're looking at a couple different notes. So I thought that the best thing that we could do was just go from beginning to end and sort of unpack it. Um, so while the music video is going, it just begins with like a guitar on a chair. Um, a man sits down with a bag over his head. Gambino comes up behind the man after like a really kind of jovial sounding music. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about that music, I don't know if you noticed Mm -hmm. Logan, is it's very, if you hear like, like music of African celebration, that's what it sounds like. It's like drum and Mm -hmm. like, like... Even the very, gu- yeah. I don't know, these beautiful sounds and, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very, like, I, something you referred to me, I, I like the term the Pan-Africanism. It's where it's like, you know, it has that kind of like Pan-African where it's like it's not specific to any one thing that anybody would really know. Yeah, but it's, it yeah, just kind of yeah. encapsulates kind of the stereotype and kind of like the feeling of. And he, he it's really interesting that he uses because he also uses his, his rhythm. It's also very much kind of based off that. You get this kind of idea, his facial expressions you know, kind of mimic this as well. It's it's very, you know, lighthearted, you know, and it's, it's a light room. It's, it's it's very interesting that it kind of turns off such in a jovial tone, like my wife said. But, it, and it's interesting that as well as, you know, as we're going on with it, and, you know, the man starts playing the guitar, you know, and it pans away from him, and we see, um, uh, his name is Donald Glover, so we see Donald, he's, he's, he's dancing, and he's, and he's doing these things, and he turns, and he... Uh, when the man comes back into the frame, he's covered in a bag and like held hostage in a sense. And then Donald Glover shoots him. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that shot rings out, like it, beca- it, it turns darker. It still has that Pan African kind of um, feel to it, but it, it turns a much darker tone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what I think is interesting too is when the man sits down, puts the bag over his head. Donald Glover, we're let's just call him like childish. Yeah, we'll just call him childish. Yeah. <laughs> childish comes up. Uh, he's got this gun. What is, what kind of gun is it, Logan? That's a handgun. A handgun. It's a handgun. And this is what's interesting about Logan and I's relationship is that he'll be here to talk about the different kinds of guns and we'll unpack that too. Yeah. But, um, so he's got a handgun. He, uh, gets into a stance and shoots this guy in the head. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, it's real. It's, it's brutal. <laughs> it, it's pretty brutal. I mean, the camera not, doesn't go away. <laughs> no, no, it's not the goriest thing, but it's, it's still enough to invoke a uh, confusion of what's going on. Oh, it shocked the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. It's interesting because like it, it starts off the whole uh, this whole theme that we have. It, it's very distracting. It's very confusing. There's there's a lot of um, oh, excuse me, everybody. Oh, it, sorry, I, I, my drink over here is making me burp here. Sorry, um, but the thing is, is that um, ever since this happens, all of a sudden there's so much uh, activity and commotion that comes around them, and it and, and it. You know, start shocking, but I think Rachel wants to talk about something really specific about the way that you know, uh, childish, the the pose that he took when he shot the man. Yeah, There's something interesting so about that. a lot of people are are getting to understand and getting to and and getting to see and know these images, and I feel like this music video is for 
black people, the black community to kind of identify with, but it's also really deep for white people, white Americans to kind of see into the mind. You know what I'm saying? Of like Mm -hmm. the black community Mm -hmm. and kind of just to understand images that are important to us, our history, our culture, things that have shaped us. So his stance before he shoots this man in the head Um, he sort of like bends his right knee, puts his left leg straight, put his, he really like extends his arm out. It's very like flamboyant, very like, oh, look what I'm going to do. Um, so a lot of people have compared that stance to a Sambo figure. So for people who don't know what Sambo is, Sambo is first off, a very racist term for a black I would say more of a black man. Yeah, it's more of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A black man. Uh, this news, this source says a black person. Um, so it's like, it's an extremely um, dark figure with very, very huge lips. He's like super kind of clown looking and, and jovial and, and a, a, how do I explain like a Sambo? Like it's like. It, it's, it's a caricature of. Uh, like especially, entertainment yeah. and like goofiness. It's, but like to be made fun of. Yeah. It, it's, in, it's, a, it's a gregarious uh, caricature of uh, black men's features mm-hmm. and demeanor, especially within the 1800s era. You know, where people would just see them, especially accentuates the stereotype that people assume them looking like monkeys, the ears and the mm-hmm. the lips and stuff. It, it's mm-hmm. very derogatory oh, and totally. it's very cartoonish it as well. It says a lot. I mean, it says a lot about dark-skinned people too. I'm mm-hmm. a light-skinned woman. You know, that that's a privilege I have. But the, this says a lot about dark-skinned people. You know, mm-hmm. are they taken seriously? They're the lowest of the low. I mean, that's... It's pretty. It's a. It's, it's kind of like they're like the undesirables, the untouchables in the bottom mm-hmm, of a cast system. Mm-hmm. It's a sad thing, and I think that childish makes that pose before he shoots this man because he wants to make the statement that this is this is this is entertainment. This is not that it's funny. We are not saying it's funny. We're not saying it's entertaining. We're saying that it's used as a form. This is what we watch, guys. We're home eight plus hours a day on our phones, looking at videos of black men and women getting shot this is our quote entertainment this is what we watch this is our tv now mm-hmm. um i think that that that's so important it is that's a theme prevalent throughout all of this is, is is the entertainment aspect especially modern entertainment especially with phones and things and um and uh i mean we're, we're waiting for this video to kind of catch up to where we're at we've been <laughs> pausing it so we're trying to you know we're trying to break this down as it goes so especially well, and it's interesting also that immediately after uh, Childish, you know, uses the, the gun, uh, a child, a child, <laughs> another child comes up and, he, you know, on, on a red cloth, very gingerly takes the gun and whisks it away. And that's something we'll break into a little bit later, but it's just interesting that we think that we notice right in the very beginning. You know, a lot of these mm-hmm. things are very powerful for the mm-hmm. video that are coming up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, think it's interesting, um, his certain, what he decided to wear as well. Mm, um, yes. He doesn't have a shirt on. He has gold chains on. He has um, these gray pants. And what I've read about the gray pants... Now, Childish doesn't want to talk about this. He's been in so many interviews. And he's like, you know what? I'm not unpacking this music video for you. Um, you figure it out yourself. But a lot of people have come to the conclusion that... What was it again? The pants? Um, the, the pants are... It, it, they're based off of the the uniform of Confederate soldiers. Especially the, the gray bottoms. They're gray pants with the the style that comes up to the hip and 
the and the, the buttons specifically. It, it, it's pretty close to that look. So why do you think it's important for him to be wearing them as a black man? Why would he be wearing that? The way that I I wrote this down in my notes. The way that I interpreted that. Let me see if I can find this. Um, is that uh, I mean, it, it's almost kind of like um, it's like kind of alluding to how you know there's still Confederate ideals essentially that still affect uh, especially the black community to this day. You know, it, it's we're um, literally wearing that mm-hmm, on our mm-hmm. shoulder. We're, that's literally a piece of us. Yeah, and especially since it's only the and, and there's something else in and this may or may not really make sense, but there's something along with the lines of that is that where it's only he's only wearing pants. He's I mean he's wearing shoes, but like he's only wearing pants. You know, he's wearing shoes that don't match. They're very flashy shoes. But it's almost like a lot of times, especially here in you know in the white community, you know we look at you know black people and we always assume they're like, oh yeah, they always have their pants sagging, they always have this, they always have that, and it's interesting how it's like the pants that he's showing. Whereas I mean they're all upright, upright, but it, that like that's something like that's kind of how it's he's using that as a symbol. It's like something that we see as this negative thing. He's he's almost showing it where it's like it's these ideals that we still have in our head that are attuned mm-hmm. to that. Like they're still affecting us today, today, but it's, that's like a specific. Uh, detail that we can all kind of understand mm-hmm. it through. He also has no shirt, which I think is interesting. Like, he's very vulnerable. He's got nothing to hide. Um, we all know the tragedy of poor Trayvon Martin, um, who was unfortunately um, killed for wearing a hoodie and having his hands in his pockets. Whereas Childish Gambino has nothing, I mean, he ain't got nothing to hide. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's He's very, very vulnerable, chest open. Um, I think it's super interesting how the camera's focused on him. How when the little boy took the gun away from him after he shoots that man, the little boy again, like you said, get, takes the gun away gingerly. Mm-hmm. But they cart this bl- the the black man off um, that was sitting in the chair with the bag over his head. They drag him by his hands. They cart him off. He's gone. There's no delicate. They don't pick him up. He's on the floor being dragged. Um, and I definitely think that that goes to show that what we value. Um, what Childish Gambino believes that we value. We value guns over black bodies, black lives. That is a really hard pill to swallow. I think for, I love Logan's family. A lot of Logan's family members, a lot of my family members too, have, we've not seen eye to eye. They don't really get what that means, that black bodies don't matter. Um, and it's not that they themselves don't care about these people. There's right. very much compassion to people, but he's a lot. Uh, uh, one of the themes through this is that we've picked up is that it's more of the media, um, the, the way that they transcribe it to the the common people, us as the people, you know, where where the portrayal is, and that's more what we're talking about. We're not talking so much about how true that truly is because we understand that there's so many people in our lives especially individual my own family and stuff that we do care about people we do care about these people and that's the thing but it's more of the portrayal in the media which is one of the biggest problems that we've had nowadays with this, these topics mm-hmm. um um so as uh, as we transition on and as we you know childish campino keeps walking in this sort of like factory building we see that he's joined by little kids in school outfits. Um, that's, I think, very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're doing all these dances that we identify with as like a, a younger generation. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie. I will admit I saw some dance moves he was doing and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that dance move. And I completely 
disregarded what was happening in the back. Mm -hmm. There is chaos, cars being, you know, people um, running away for their lives, guns, um, cars being smashed into. um, All the while, Childish and the children are dancing. They're They're smiling. Right. They're they're doing the, the, the... Whipping. I mean, they're doing everything. They're, they're just doing everything. There's a lot of stuff that I don't recognize myself, but like it's it's uh, it's very pleasurable to look at. It, 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 they're they're having fun. They're dancing really well. Like mm-hmm. it, it it looks like a lot of fun. Personally, I, I love being in that little circle. But it's interesting how that's the focal point the whole time. And it, it was really hard, even us just trying to unpack this video every time we watched it. That we're it's, it's very hard to keep our eye off of him. Mm-hmm. We it's very hard. We have to really hard look and search very hard to look at the other things going on you can only catch so many few things until something new that they're doing is bringing you right back yeah it makes you question what distracts us it it seems like every time we're getting somewhere every time we're finally starting to have the conversations of what does it mean to be a black person in america right now what does it mean to be a white person in america right now every time we're, we're joining together in these conversations something comes in distracts us this new craze tide pods you know millennials blah 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 whatever it is that distracts our minds there's always something that takes us away from the meat of what we need to be discussing and what we need to change um so let's continue on. Yeah, we'll continue here. on. Yeah. So he's continuously dancing, and then he this part. Oh, oh this part is pretty pretty brutal. <laughs> this we're, part definitely got me. Yeah, we're transitioning to the point where there's the choir, and then there's a choir singing. He comes in a door, and he he peeks his head around all like uh, ch- uh, playfully, and he comes in, he and he does some dance moves and stuff while they're they're singing and. And you know, and, and 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 you know, having a great time, and there, there's a specific allusion to what event this is based off. But he comes in and he dances, and then there's a point where he visibly becomes essentially over it. He's over what they're doing. He, he doesn't like the song anymore, and so he sticks his hands out and he uh, receives a, a AK-47 fully automatic rifle, and he. Um, grazes over him with, with bullets and, and, he, mm-hmm. and he kills a couple and mm-hmm. you know and, and then he continues on yes and so what we came to um, what we discussed was um, what some articles are discussing too is that he comes in and he enjoys their choir music and a lot of people are saying that black culture is exciting when it's music it's exciing when we're doing, you know, when parades. They're, when, when they're clapping and when they're, oh, and yeah. when, when they're having a again, great time. Again, we're going back to that Sambo image. Mm-hmm. It's fun when they're entertaining. Mm. But then when we're over it, what do we do? And um, so he gets over it and he kills this choir. Um, and it's, it's pretty di- heartbreaking. Yeah, and it's a di- direct allusion to, uh, was it the Charleston massacre? Yeah, so the Charleston shooting. For those of you who don't know, I'm just going to read this little, this little excerpt here, just really, really fast. So the Charleston shooting, also known as the Charleston Church Massacre, it was a mass shooting and hate crime in which white supremacist Dylan Roof murdered nine African Americans at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, he was 21 years old. Um, they're deeming him a terrorist, a supremacist, which they definitely should. Mm. Um, he killed a senior pastor, things like that. He he came mm. in and committed a hate crime. Essentially, this was a, a race is- issue, essentially. Mm. Mm. Um, and this is an allusion to that. Um, you know, going in a place of faith, a, a place where um, God is supposed to be. And not only that, if you don't believe in God, cool. But... This is a place where people meet together to find joy. 
and somebody has come in and taken that joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he shoots this choir. He has that AK-47. Mm-hmm. Uh, big gun. <laughs> yeah, well, which, but the interesting thing about that is that, especially for uh, terrorists and terrorism and things, <laughs> it, it, the AK-47 is probably the sing, one of the single most uh, popular weapons, or small arms, as they're called, for terrorists, because they're very cheap to make, they're very, uh, they're, you can replicate it very well, it's been used a lot, you know, it was made by the Russians, the Chinese have made versions, they're very inexpensive compared to uh, more modern, even American weaponry, and so it, th- that's one of the reasons why you see it so often, and so... I don't know. I don't know necessarily. We didn't look into see if that was the weapon that he used himself, but that's one that's very easily recognizable, and I think Childish used that for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And he hands the gun, the big gun, again off to a child who carts it away on a red cloth, um, and, and then the bodies aren't cared about. Childish walks away, and whatever we, we, we um, move on from them. We move on from them. The red cloth is interesting too. Um, I've read a lot of things where it says it represents blood. I've read a lot of things too where it represents sort of Republican ideals where, you know, their their guns truly matter to them. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I know so many good Republicans. I just don't know what to say to that. I don't want to put them all under one umbrella. No, I don't think Childish would either. He's a no. very intelligent person. No, he's a very open person as well. And the fact that he's comfortable using these images in his video... And the fact that he's doing them themselves, I, th- I think he understands that. I think he's uh, referring to very specific examples. I don't think he's referring exactly to these specific amounts of, uh, of these types of weaponry. I think he's uh, refer- referencing these specific actions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid of, you know, like, oh, my hunting will go away if I take my things away. My, my recreational shooting, my long-range shooting will go away. I, I don't believe that's what anybody's real goal is. Uh, anybody who's legit and uh, in an honest opinion position of power. I think the media takes a, a lot of... Uh, what I call fear mongering, mm-hmm. and then they like to whip things up so that people actually talk about them. Because mm-hmm. espe- especially with this, with this whole confusion that we're talking about, it's very hard to stay focused on mm-hmm. something. It's very hard to get anybody's attention to stay on one thing. So I think the media does take a lot of this fear mongering uh, on both sides, whether it's you know oppression or mm-hmm. it's you know taking away of something that's valuable to us. And I believe what he's talking about more is just the act of violence. I think you know that's something we need to dismantle in a way and to talk about. Yes, and this is something that we unpacked, and this was something very hard for me to talk about with Logan. And um, him and I really do agree on a lot of stuff, but this was something we needed to talk about. Um, Guns, for me, have always been a no-go. My whole life growing up, guns guns are a no-go. Don't touch them. Don't look at them. Getting to know Logan, Logan's a hunter. Logan just likes to go to the range and shoot, um, having a gun in our home, things <laughs> like that. It's That's been a big transition yeah. for me. Yeah. What I have come to know is that they are great for things like defending, for, you know, hunting appropriately, things like that. What they are not great for is violence, and that is something Logan and I both definitely agree on, mm-hmm. and that is something I believe Childish is touching on. We're talking about gun violence, not gun use necessarily. I would say gun owning. Gun, gun, gun owning, gun thank owning, yeah. you. That, that's not 
any, you know, for, for a lot of legitimate people, legitimate people that do understand topics and that are more for gun control, I think they do understand this. Mm-hmm. I, I think, especially the way that we do outcry for things, I think any legislation, even if it's more from a Democratic end, I think it would have to include things that would accommodate for gun ownership itself. I think it's just more mm-hmm. of ways that they try to, and a lot of it may be wrong and it may not work and it, and it may not work ideally. Absolutely not. A lot of things I've seen and they, they don't work. It's not helping. I, I think that anything from that side would need some more reform and not continue the way that it's doing because mm-hmm. it's kind of adding to more fear, which adds more power to the people that do abuse it. I think with a lot of my friends, a lot of my more liberal friends, I think what our biggest concern is, um, you know, when something gets power, it just seems to be abused. You know what I'm saying? It just seems to to take that power and and abuse it. So, like, with bad police officers, not all, but the bad ones, when they get in that power, they'll abuse it. And then we have police brutality where I'm not mad that you're a police officer. I am mad that you're a police officer who is doing brutal actions. Mm -hmm. And then this is... I am not mad you have a gun. I am mad you had a gun and you shot children. Mm-hmm. You shot choir members. You shot a black man on his cell phone in his backyard. You shot a young boy with his hands in his pockets because he had some Skittles. I mean, that's when that's when there needs to be a change. And this is starting that, that conversation. Absolutely. And I think... Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of things that we need to pendulum on because I think a lot of the things that we're seeing nowadays, it's kind of the first outbreak. And then, and a lot of times these things have been like held in and they've been repressed in the media. And so for a long time, and now that they're finally starting to leach out, they, they look kind of crazy. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're talking about this now. Like, I, and then they say, cra- we, we say a lot of crazy things because like we're trying to figure out what we actually really mean about this. So a lot of times, a lot of people's first, uh, statements aren't really the truth of what they really want. It's just a lot of emotion put into it. But, you know, the thing with the cops is that I grew up uh, around cops. Some of them, you know, there, there was a, a neighbor who was a sheriff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know a lot of these people. I know a lot of people who are in the military as well. And I understand mm-hmm. that these people aren't bad. And I've expressed this to Rachel as well. And we, mm-hmm. we both have people that have been uh, cops and stuff. And we do understand. But we also understand that people are people. And there are people that will abuse power. Because we, mm-hmm. we, we see it. You see it in teaching. And Rachel wants to be a teacher, you know, she's going to school for. And she, she sees in a lot of the principles that she's taught under you know, they just use the power that they have to mm-hmm. enact some sort of uh, emotional response. It's a human thing. And that's going to happen no matter what we do. But we need a better way of addressing it. And, oh, and yeah. we have been addressing there it needs in this to place. Be, or, yeah. Really, honestly, me and Logan really haven't come to a conclusion. I think that we can easily say that. We're not going to sit here and pretend like we have. I think we've talked about things like there needs to be more training. Um mm-hmm. You know, whatever. There, there's just things that we, yeah. you know, have touched on and yeah. discussed. And there are, and it's great. And a lot of things called de-escalation, which is wonderful. And I, we saw an example. Um, I showed her a video of a of a police officer in Utah that uh, a man, you know, he got pulled over and he he was going crazy and he was threatening the cop with his life, wanting him to shoot him. And the cop was doing all the per- per- perfect procedure and. He even pulled out his pistol, but he ended up putting it away. And as the man charged him with a knife, he ended up tasing him and arresting him instead of shooting him. And mm-hmm. it was a it was a death averted. Which, right. but he still had the full right, which is interesting. And right, and it, it's a that's a wonderful step that I know that a lot of cops are taking. A lot of so uh, basically, like de escalation is taking yeah. a very high intense situation. There's guns. There's a weapon involved. There's something scary. But what the police officer needs to do is instead of shooting, which a mm-hmm. lot of them have done, at least what I've seen in the yeah. media. They to calm down. Mm-hmm. The situation needs to be calmed down, and that yeah. 
that is a personality thing. Mm-hmm. That's a training that, that's thing. That's not always going to happen. It yeah, happened in Toronto just sucks. recently. And it, but it's, it's wonderful when it can happen. But we do understand that it's not always going to happen. And there's going to be mistakes made. Mm-hmm. But the more training that they do get and that we all do get our own selves and training in our conduct and stuff in this, in this world, that things will end up being better. It, it's not we should not push away things that aren't going to work immediately and aren't going to work every time because they are going to help more often. It's just like with anything. So mm-hmm. that's more of where we're coming up with this. So mm-hmm. we don't want anybody to think that we're against cops. We're against guns. I mean, either end of that, we just no, want to see I think them. what we can, I think what a lot of people, my conservative friends, my liberal friends, my Republican, my Democrat friends, who, whoever, we all can come to the conclusion. We just want what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and so I kind of want to move away from this just because I, know. I don't want people to get upset with us mm-hmm. because we're still, obviously you guys can see, we're still discussing this on absolutely, our own. Absolutely. But a topic that I did bring up was media. You know, mm-hmm. oh, all I've mm-hmm. seen was cops do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I've seen. So there's this part in this video. It transitions at 2 minutes and 30 seconds to children above the scene of the violence on their cell phones and they're recording all the violence below. I think that that, I have seen so many of my friends and I love them and I'm proud of them for going out and going to the women's march, going to Black Lives Matter marches and movements, you know, but what good is a picture that you were there than doing something? Absolutely. Not that that's not doing something. No. We take, uh, and the media does have a lot of power. But we also take it and kind of put it to extreme. And a lot, of, a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of your friends are sincere in doing it, but there's a lot of things that I've seen mm-hmm. and experienced, and there's a lot of things that we do see where it's like, okay, I have this picture, I have this thing, I went to this video, I have this video of me going to this thing on my page, so therefore I am now seen as an advocate, I am now seen mm-hmm. as having a pull and an interest in this and that I'm mm-hmm. doing my part. But a lot of times when it comes into more personable things outside of that crowd mentality that you can have that makes it so easy when it gets slightly difficult, they can move past it. And it's interesting also that I saw that these children, they had um, they had masks. And something interesting that I noticed is that a lot of, you know, a lot of media and a lot of things, especially with social media, is that, like, there's a sense of anonymity, if that's the right word, um, when, like, you, you can stay behind the camera. And as long as you're behind the camera, you're kind of safe because you're, you're recording it and you're just presenting it. You don't have to have a hand in it. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, that can lead to a kind of a sense of power. Like, oh, I'm recording, I'm recording, I'm recording. But my face isn't here. It's, it's, no one's looking behind where I'm at. We're only looking at what I'm recording here. And that's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. And that, and that kind of anonymity also leads to a lot of um, more negative aspects of what people think they can say, what they can do, mm-hmm. and, you know, to other people as well. And to exactly. talk about these things. And something that's, that's cool, too, that you talked about was I got really upset. Because, um, I'm not going to lie, I've seen so many black men die in front of their girlfriends, in front of their sons, um, in their backyard. I mean, I have seen so many disgusting videos. It really broke my heart. And I told Logan, I am pissed. I'm pissed. Put your phone down and help them. Put your phone down and help them. And Logan, you know, has explained to me and what we've come together to decide on is that Without those recordings, what would we wouldn't even know that those things happened. There would be no action, and we wouldn't have the knowledge of these injustices. So, there again, here we are, right in the middle line of it's good to record, but also we need action. But also, 
I can't really judge if you did a lot of action while you were at that the march or wherever you were at because I wasn't there with you. There's a huge line of of media, mm-hmm. um, and and oh, childish is writing it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, it's also really interesting is that it's not just the actions we're seeing, and um, well, I'm gonna lead in more of that. Um, but um, yeah, no, sorry, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought for half a second there. But it's interesting. Um, the lyrics themselves have a lot of them are like just true excerpts from uh, um, from tweets and from posts and from uh, ex- uh, lines, uh, other lyrics from other songs, and just kind of like uh, cultural things that are out there and about now. Um, like, uh, it, like, like, a, a, a oh, lot like, of them. Oh, yeah, like little yeah. excerpts from different, like, other rap songs, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but a lot of them, it, it, it's specific to kind of like, um, uh, like, how, how, how did I, how did I say this? Um, I had this written in my notes that I can't read my own handwriting here. Um, a lot of these excerpts, they're, they're taken from these things, but a lot of them have to deal with kind of like, I'm, I, I gotta get ahead. Like, gotta, like, you know, gotta get money, gotta use this media attention that I'm getting. And um, to, to like to propel myself for propel my brand, my my market, you know, and 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 just the, the way that people talk about certain things, and you know, it's all the while like, he's doing these distracting things, whereas you know, kind of reality is going on behind it. It's, it's like we're not talking about the things that we should, like intermittent, because mm-hmm. we're we're kind of accepting this chaos behind us, mm-hmm. but we're staying in this little media yeah, the bubble. the rap game has definitely changed. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, so talking about that, sort of um, the, the getting your money and the things like that, he has lyrics that say, you know, Grandma said, get your money, comma, and then he says, yeah, black man, get your money, black man. You know, he repeats the black man part. Get your money. You're in this entertainment business, but you're still a black man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the video goes on to where at one point, what, what, what does he say right there? He says, because um, it's him and the children all around him, and they're dancing, and he's saying these things. And, and then, then he, there's a pause it's like a transitional period where the music kind of goes soft again and everybody's gone and it's just him and he's moving on um and he pulls out a joint he's smoking this joint and you know he's (laughs) he's on top of this car it's interesting too that all the cars are from the 80s or 90s yes yeah um there was an article that talked about how the cars sort of represent um the fact that we talk about owning a Lamborghini, owning all these expensive things, we want to have have it all. Yeah. Essentially, we think we can have it all. I mean, people have careers off of YouTube, people. Yeah. We think we can have it yeah. all. Exactly. But essentially, most of the world is not living that way. We are living in... in I don't, what do you what do you call that? Um, like commonality, like commonality. We're, like... we're we're stuck in a kind of a status quo, and it's interesting that he uses these cars because he he's more he's not leading into the typical rap game, so to speak. He's really talking about real life in itself, and it was really interesting to me that the cars weren't even from the two thousands, which I think were really ugly and would have done the same purpose. But it's really interesting that it's from the eighties and nineties because. Um, I, and you know, I have your opinions about cars, but I believe a lot of those cars are more dependable mm-hmm. and a lot more reliable. And a lot of times, especially in the most poor areas, these are the cars that 
people rely on the real common people especially you know mm -hmm. people in poor areas that you know can feed into the rap game thinking of like oh i gotta get my money so i can get my lambo mm -hmm. and it's interesting when i lived in the south that i talked a little bit about uh it's, it's a common thing where um there's people that live in trailer homes trailer parks they, they you know uh, 12 by 20 or whatever they're called but yet they'll have the newest mustang out and either they own it or they lease it or whatever but it's such a common theme out there where it's like you know they would rather live in uh, a smaller home then and have this a, a car just seems to be uh, a simple easy kind of sense and symbol of status mm -hmm. where my car is like this mm -hmm. my car is like that i have this in my car even to the point where people will take these uh, kind of cruddy little cars and put these uh, take the muffler off so it sounds more manly. Yeah, but he definitely talks about how that's so unimportant. Mm -hmm. um, he before this happens, before he's you know it's the quiet music and he's alone with this joint on top of this car. He was you know when he was dancing with the kids, he was talking about oh I got this Gucci shirt on, I'm so pretty, and then he goes but don't catch you slipping now, mm, don't yeah. slip. Yeah. Stay focused. Yeah. Don't let that get to you. That's unimportant. Mm, um, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. I, do, I do like that. Uh, that's, Damn, Rachel. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the one. Of, that's honestly one of the most common uh, things that he's saying in this thing is like the the chorus is is you know don't catch you slipping now don't catch you slipping now look what I'm whipping now and it's like um, I, that, that's a common phrase that I've seen and heard from a lot of people um, where it's like you know like oh like you know you're not gonna catch me slipping you're not gonna catch me getting behind. I'm going to stay forward. I'm going to stay ahead. I'm going to stay ahead. Um, and there's a line in here where he says, um, uh, let, let me, let me find it, everybody. I'm sorry. Um, it said, it goes along the lines of, um, look how I'm living now. These poli police be tripping now. And it's interesting because a lot of times the way this media portrays that we're, we're out of slavery time. We're out of Jim Crow time. We're out of this time where, you know, we're being truly oppressed. And granted, yes. And, I, I, and this is going to sound literally yeah. sure. Yeah. And, 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 and granted, you know, at this point, we all have a the highest standard of living here in America, even in the poor area. We have the highest standard of living that we've ever had in the entire existence of mankind. That's true, absolutely. But it's interesting how, like, we still so have these. That's funny yeah, that we, you yeah. say that. Yeah. Because I don't agree with you. Hmm. You think we have a. We have. Sure, times are better. Okay, yay, black people can vote. You know, whatever. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, I'm saying, yeah. like, if that's what you think is, is you know, your little not not you, Logan. I'm talking about everybody else. If I'm that's what, <laughs> if that's what media, if that's what people think is a little breadcrumb to the black community, I I, I don't agree with you. I think that that. Times is hot. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't get me started on that. No, but that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, I mean, like, from, like, our perspective... You know, it, we're like, oh, yeah, well, look, your life is great. You have a phone, you have a car, you have all this, you have, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, welfare, and all, all this, this, and that. You know, you should be happy. You should be fine. You should be able to get ahead. You know, we have affirmative action. Why aren't you ahead yet? Mm -hmm. But it's like, but the, the most obvious one is the police brutality. Like, no matter what, you're still going to get pulled over. You're still going to get looked at. You're still going to be accused in the first thing. Even if it never really happens in your yeah, life, you're still going to be first You look. guys, Logan and I were at the... the Broadway Market. The Broadway Market right Which is here a, in uh, beautiful Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's It's like a farmer's market type of thing, but, like, more so. It, it's a huge building where it's yeah. just, like... Uh, booths and uh, what are the merchants and stuff? They sell yeah. all sorts of things, from food yeah. to uh, clothing and jewelry, yeah. homemade stuff. 
And we were like at this booth, and the guy was like selling like sausages, sausages, Sa- sausages and meats, and you know, delicious meaty treats. And um, he was handing it out to people, like different samples. And it wasn't like I was in the background of everybody. I very clearly was in the middle of everybody else. I stood forward, and mm-hmm. I Making we eye made contact. eye contact. And and I, it's not like I had to say something to him, like "Oh, excuse me, sir," because he was just handing the the meats out to people. But he very obviously rolled his eyes looked the other way and ignored me and then the the minute that logan stood next to me he came right up to logan and helped logan out now i know a lot of our conservative republican uh white friends (laughs) are going to question that and they're going to be like well so he couldn't have seen you the eye roll you could have imagined this has happened way too many times in my life for me to imagine this isn't like i'm sitting here like oh he rolled his eyes i'm paranoid this is like this is now what am i 22 years old how many times a day does that happen to me (laughs) and and, and it's not just like we waited 30 seconds and then i came up like we waited it was like five minutes people had gone people had left and it's to the point where somebody like me who i'm not i'm not looking for anything like that i have no idea like a lot of times rachel's trying to catch my attention and things and i'm oblivious and she gets mad at me he's like how on earth did you not see that and i'm like what are you talking about i did not notice a single one of that thing i've never had to i've never had to be on guard in situations like that not that like we had to be on guard i mean he did address her and and talk to her but well that's your privilege exactly exactly and that's something that's really hard for people to swallow it took me a long time honestly guys you guys know that meme the hard pills to swallow (laughs) (laughs) this is one of those yeah seriously (laughs) honestly up to this last year i didn't really until that moment really i didn't really understand because um a lot of times being with rachel like even me just being with her was enough for people to notice her you guys people like in stores like in kohl's and target used to follow me watch me when i'm with logan they don't they don't do that and so i've always noticed people watching whatever but when i got married to logan when logan i logan and i started living together and being with each other every single day i noticed it way more and it was about what was it christmas time i was walking around target and me and Logan are together every day. Like everybody who knows us, like we can't, we're, we're that, we live, we're, we can't, we're obsessed with each other. <laughs> I mean, we don't have kids. We don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> Stop that. No, we, we really do love and cherish being together, but I obviously had to be without him because I had to go get him Christmas presents. And it was so plainly obvious that I was being watched. I had a woman come up to me when I picked up like, a, a, I think it was like a shirt or pants or something. And, Asked me if I intended on buying them, which, uh, what kind of, excuse me, like I could be trying it on, who cares, why are you even near me? <laughs> um, you know, and, and it really is plainly obvious to me, um, these truths, um, these things that, that happened to me, yeah. that Logan has, has been able to see. Yeah. Um, sorry. And then, so, so going back to the video now, so after he smokes the doobie, um, <laughs> He it transitions once again, and he's running through a darker part of the warehouse. He's sprinting. He His face is contorted. Yeah. He's in terror. There's people yeah. in terror behind him. It's not clear what's chasing him, and that's how it all ends. Yes, um, and we have talked about that. And the jail, have, the jail system is going to yeah. be a completely other podcast. That is going to take up so much time. I can't even begin to unpack the jail system. What I will say is this. There are people that do really bad things and they deserve to be in jail. And I know that for a fact. 
But I also know that there are young black men, older black men, black women, people of color, okay, not even just the black community, who are put into jail for a number, a percentage, racism. There's all different reasons why there's so many people of color in the jail system. And it's interesting because a lot of the crimes that some family members have been unfortunately arrested for, um, some, you know, good friends have unfortunately been approached by a cop for, um, is marijuana. And that's another topic, marijuana, is it right, is it wrong, whatever. I think that marijuana is... Like, how do you even explain that? It's so much less than shooting somebody. Honestly, yeah. Like, are I mean, you kidding I, I, me? I, like, I'm not, I'm not all for marijuana myself. Like, obviously, this this podcast is called Potless Thoughts. Like, you don't, like, I personally don't need weed. Like, obviously, I'm not for it or anything as well. I personally think it's, because, like, in all honesty, it is kind of like the lesser of all demons compared we're, to all sorts of drugs. We're not for, we're not against. No. We don't give a shit. You do what you want to do, it's, and it's we're here It's becoming legal. Like, what, what are we going to do? Like, honestly... But the point is, is that that very little thing, and and in reality, guys, our our religious friends, whoever's listening to this, reality, that is so, marijuana is, is so much less than the shooting, than the violence, than the brutality, than the looting, than the, you know, it's so not worth throwing somebody in jail for whereas brock turner who raped a girl behind a dumpster gets to go in gets to leave jail after what was like, it what, three, three or five months or something like that it was so like a very crazy. short month time because he's a good boy and a good swimmer and he needs to get out and then can go on and go through uh mm-hmm. like auditoriums and proclaiming like oh how to protect yourself from if I don't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. It, it was such a pity party thing. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that on one bit at all. But uh, you know, Rachel had that opinion based off of of, of the um, the weed thing, and I agree with that. I really like that. Might have been more what he was going for. But the the first time I noticed is because it was such a hard transition from him standing on top of the car with the doobie, um, <laughs> with the roach, and Stop it. sorry, the devil's lettuce, the devil's lettuce, yeah, jazz lettuce. Because um, it went up, it, most transitions, you know, kind of went up and down a little bit here and there. But like, it was a hard pan up and around and it seemed like it was so separate and i think it went along with the theme of like you know how long do we kind of kind of like where we went with the um uh the 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 choir like he got over the music because he's been the entertainer this entire time he's been the number one focal point he's been the one pushing these um these trends so to speak in this music video and all of a sudden we're because right before it it's been it was fading Oh, it was it was panning away. It was scrolling away from him. He he was becoming smaller and smaller. The, the background when you could barely see him, it then panned in, and he's running and fearful. He's just like the people in the background. I took it as more of like that transition being like he's done. His part of this is done now. He's got to go become part of his own background, and he's got to run, and he's got to be. And he he's now yeah. thrown thrown away. Damn. That that's more of how I took that because I I saw it such a hard transition. I didn't think the weed and that were. Um, comparable and then that's that's kind of the biggest symbol to me and where i thought of you know you know when we're done with sambo and this is gonna sound really harsh but like when we're done with sambo what do we do with them we just we just forget about them we just mm-hmm. throw them to the wolves we just throw them here and uh you know don't catch you slipping it's almost kind of like you know when you slip you get back into the system because there's so many black men and people of color and 
uh, so many folks that have just they, they've truly they didn't slip you know they 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 moved on they got jobs they they got out of jail and, and they they're making something of themselves and then they're you know becoming a good example essentially just like anybody else can be you know for for the community but there's so many people that aspire but because of this isn't that we live in they do slip up and sometimes it's not even their own fault they get caught in so many things like there was a with that book monster i believe that the kids yeah but the thing is too that that why 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 is it us that you know don't catch us slipping up why Mm. why us Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying why why are we the ones where if we slip up it's uh another black man in jail oh mm-hmm. smoking that weed or mm-hmm. uh you know oh he got shot because of this and yeah. that why us why are we so incredibly monitored? focused on yeah, monitored. and monitored and it's just such a concern that i have i mean granted all stereotypes do have truth to them and i'm not gonna really go deep into that but it's like there's so many things that were you know uh a lot of times people in my minorities and, and people within the stereotypes you know any stereotype it's like they're they're tricked into it themselves they, they, they feel like that's how they have to act like me I, I felt like i've had to act certain ways in certain situations as myself as, as, as a white man you know i've got to be quiet gotta be humble gotta be this way or this way that way when you know maybe i should have been more outspoken you know in certain situations but like you know but it, it's something that you know um, and kind of, I'm kind of tying this back also into with the whole gun control and stuff thing too, but this is all kind of ties into kind of what we can do as a people. I want to get a little more kind of affirmative action here. You know, it, it's true when they say like education is the power, you know, education is, is, is knowledge is power. Ed, education is the way to go. And it's, and it's not just going to school. Like I have such strong opinions about school and education and, and, and intelligence and the differences of, but, um, you know, you know, with guns, the more that we educate both sides about, you know, what we should do and then what guns really are, you know, the less fear is going to be around them. There's going to be less, you know, buzz around them, you know, and as well as we teach groups where it's like, you know, we, sh- we should not be fearful of one another. We shouldn't be at all, you know, concerned and like buying the stereotypes. Once we educate people on stereotypes on both ways where, you know, we don't have, you know, as, as horrible as it sounds, you know, white people that have to cross the street when they see a black man coming or, you know, where they see like, you know, a white woman coming to the store and like, oh great, they're going to give me some mm-hmm. business or I'm going to be watched by this woman. Mm-hmm. You know, the more that we educate and we truly become, you know, open to society, which we can do. We, we've done it for other minority groups. We did it for the Italians back in the day. We did it for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even Asians back in the day. You know, it, it's, it's interesting that the, the, the pardon my French here, like the darker people have gotten hit harder for this long. You mean darker skin. Darker skin people, yes. Sorry. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me. He meant darker skin. Yeah. And, and that's just, Logan and I are very honest with each other. We're having a conversation to each other. Um, and I realize that he doesn't know the language, and please realize that too. Yeah, I'm, he wasn't saying anything. No, he meant no. darker-skinned people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a little, little shocking with this too, just mm-hmm. to kind of get an idea. I'm not trying to be ignorant. Obviously, I'm, I'm talking about this with an open mm-hmm. mind, like. And I don't know the language that because language is a really hard thing. So, in a lot of these podcasts, I'm kind of going to stick to the language that I know of. And if there's an issue with it, I'll disarm it, you know, mm-hmm. later on because. We were too focused on language and a lot Basically, of these Basically, what I think that... The title, okay? This is America. What is America, okay? We have two different points of views, is what I think Logan is trying to say. Mm-hmm. We have... To, not even two different. There is not one person that will agree with the next person on what America is. Absolutely not. Um, 
white, a lot of my white family members, white friends, white church members don't understand my America. And what we're asking is to just sit down, watch this video, and listen to a black man talk about his America. Mm -hmm. The things that, you know, we can, we do kind of agree on as a black community, the things that are happening in the black community, this is sort of a nod to that, but also this is to let white people in. This is very shocking. This is, there's disturbing images, but this is for conversations transparency as well transparency as well which is a a huge theme and i love in my life that it bleeds in with anything transparency with you know within government within people within families you know this this is a very transparent video and i i was kind of scared for when i first heard about it watching i'm like oh no what's this really gonna be about what's what's gonna happen in this what's he gonna talk about but you know what 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 is he gonna rag on what what is he gonna like bring an opinion but he did such a wonderful job of it's more informative than it is opinionated mm-hmm. it's so much more just a telling of it's life it's so much an, more it's story. not an opinion and i feel like i've seen so many articles where people are talking about um what was what did you just say i'm oh, so sorry <laughs> i know I, I just lost my train of thought too we're both looking at the lyrics here Trying to find our next point. Well, where people are kind of talking about, I guess, like, what I've heard is, oh, is this all in your head? Are you over-exaggerating your idea of America? I've had mm, lots of yeah, people give that to me. And I'm like, um, you can't over-exaggerate the literal killing of yeah. black people. You cannot do that. You cannot over-exaggerate the violence with guns. Like I said... Guns can be used for recreational purpose as long as it's appropriate. That's something Logan will talk yeah. about later. Yeah. I'm not into that. He'll no. talk about that. No. I get that. But we cannot deny these things. Logan cannot deny my my experience. experience. I can't deny Logan's. But what we can do is, is um, again, seriously educate each other. Something that really struck me, too, was the outro of the song, When Childish is Running for His Life, which is so powerful he's, he's got so, so much fear in his face and it's amazing how he did that the outro is um a little snippet by a young thug and the lyrics are you're just a black man in this world just a barcode just a black man in this world driving driving expensive foreigns you're just a big dog i kneeled him in the, in the back i kenneled him not kneeled him <laughs> i kenneled him in the backyard um no probably ain't life to a dog for a big dog so, <sighs> so finally, we'll we'll kind of wrap up at least this part with this, right? Yeah. This this ending. Yeah. Um. No matter what you do, no matter how much money childish has, no matter what he does, what he wears, no matter the dance moves he does, the distractions he gives, he is still a black man, quote unquote, running for his life, cannot be caught slipping, you know, has to exude the sort of lifestyle which can make police officers uncomfortable which he talks about um uh the one line you're just a big dog spelled d-a-w-g dog you know dog you're just (laughs) you're just you know and obviously that's parallel to the word dog d-o-g which he does use (laughs) um i kenneled him in the backyard when he talks about that, you know, kennel, 
has some bars on it. <laughs> so where else has bars? Jail does. I think that black men and black women, but I don't know why I just feel like black men feel this more for their lives, is that their lives are just kind of circled around this sort of jail, mm-hmm. this impending jail sentence. Especially the more poor Or like they're on the backs of jail sentences of their ancestors or their family members or whoever they're on the backs of that. Yeah. You're just a dog. You're yeah. not you're not a human being. Yeah. You're just a black man. Yeah. And he's, you know, equating that black man to to this this not human, human thing. Animal, yeah, <laughs> An animal. An animalistic aspect. I and, and Rachel took that really interesting um uh, prison aspect, which is which I believe in him as well. I like it. The more I was just reading it into it now, it, it I, I think cuz like, he, he he's not so much talking in, in the video and it didn't bring up so much of the prison thing. So I mean that that's a great interpretation that is an aspect it probably to this. But more of a I mean since it was so media rich and this like, like kind of like criticizing the way that we use media and stuff. I just more more of it was just kind of like 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 I was saying, you know, where he was running, you know, and now that cuz you know even the entertainer he's still got to run too. It's it's more of like, you know, that 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 separation of you know his humanity and what what he is presented in the in the media kind of like we you know we see these young black people uh um dancing and we're like oh that's hilarious i want to learn how to dance like that and we we mm-hmm. and we use these things up and we use them up, but, but, but we but, exactly but then once it comes down to it and once they try to reach on our equal almost it's kind of like oh well, i kill him in the backyard you know just, just, he's a big dog he's a big dog look at him you know he's, he's it's almost the, the, the symbol is kind of like a pet, almost, kind of thing. Even though, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we don't necessarily look at it like that No, yeah, as much, like, but... let it do tricks for you, but then when mm-hmm. it acts bad, you got to put it in the kennel. Exactly. And that, exactly. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wowzer. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty hefty statement there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is, uh, you know, this is a very concentrated, I'll say, and a very exagger- exaggerated. I mean, also not exaggerated very much as well, but, like, these symbols are very exaggerated, but that's because that's kind of how humans work we don't really work in long term we don't really work in subtlety especially when it comes into black culture and and people we 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 need, we need kind these of... extreme images yeah. we just do there i in our hearts we do not believe that this music video would have been as effective as it has been starting these conversations if childish was showing Eminent. images of whatever like he needed to do this yeah. he needed yeah. to shock people mm-hmm. holy shit did he just shoot shoot that guy no, in the head exactly <laughs> people we there's a thing especially in media that i like to call the pendulum swing i mean this is kind of a common term where it's like it's like if you think about the civil rights like there was such an oppression and repression of black rights and black people and stuff and so as soon as they started you know gaining traction and their rights it's it swung it kept swinging but it's kept so much momentum where nowadays we're seeing this huge extreme of that end where, you know, the culture that we have nowadays, but we're also starting to see it kind of reel back to where it should be. And that's with anything, with anything, especially even like mental health issues, uh, uh, music and mm-hmm. anything. We see this, like, especially in like the 70s where like for that time, it was this huge pendulum thing where they're going crazy, you know, free love, naked people, drugs, but it's, it's kind of toned down. And so there's this whole pendulum swing thing. And I think this is one of those pendulum swings of, you know, of, but in a different direction, not just culture and just shock and awe, but of conversation, of something, mm-hmm. of, of, of representation of reality. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, there's, there's these acts of violence and stuff, but it's, it's not even, it's not like a parody of real life. It is a, a representation of real life. And a lot of these things is, is the life that he has. And he uses um, 
all the lyrics from things that are taken out of real life. Yeah, media, but that's real life to a lot of people. The next generation under us, since we're millennials, they don't know an existence without social media. We knew an existence without it, grounded in the real world. Yeah, we had cell phones when we were growing up, but... So if he's going to impact this next generation mm-hmm. who we're hoping to lead us, mm-hmm. we, we have people like Emma Gonzalez, um, yeah. we have, you know, these young people that are, you know, doing the March for Our Lives or whatever. Yeah. These are people who are hoping to lead us. He's trying to connect to them through a social media lens. Absolutely. Which is okay. That's their world. And, we, and we that's to. how we got to reach them. We that's how we got to reach them. This, this, this media thing, and, and I, I, I'm kind of an old soul in this thing. I really don't like it. I wish it wasn't the way that it was. And like I, I get kind of crotchety. I'm like, oh, there's media. But like it, it's their life now. Like mm-hmm. I said, they don't know anything other than that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we as the older, you know, not we, but even like our parents and stuff where it's like, you know, we just hand them at two, ages two years old, hand them an iPad and, mm-hmm. you know, watch watch these movies, watch these TV shows, play these games. Like, or just, they're just indoctrinated. It's a new age. It's what's going on next. And so we need to address it. And there's, and, and we've done a pretty shoddy job of addressing it and kind of, and like, and like, like, oh yeah, let's incorporate this. But then they just abuse it. But like. This this is kind of one of the first videos I've seen where they, he incorporates incorp- <laughs> he in- integrates it into the music video in, in a really open way where it's still grounded in real life. There's a way that t- to be done, and this is a really good example of doing mm-hmm. it. Um, and then sort of lastly, which I think really encompasses exactly everything we've been talking about. Um, something I didn't even notice until, yeah, guys, a BuzzFeed article. You can judge me all you want, but it was informative. Um, so there is this, in the background, um, in one of the parts where he's dancing with the children, this white horse, a guy on the white horse with, like, uh, he's in, like, all black. He's got this black hood. And he's being followed by a police car. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> so... A person tweeted his name. He's at Persons Isaiah. He said, um, death riding the pale white horse while he's followed by hell, represented by police, going totally unnoticed because of the dancing and pop culture in the foreground is the single greatest cinematic message I've seen in a music video to date. And then there's a Bible verse that coincides with that. Um, and it's Revelation 6, 8. Um, and it says, quote, and I looked and behold, beheld a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him, hmm. unquote. <laughs> um, t- t- I would say to wrap this up because, right? Yeah, you're, you're, you're finishing this thoughts. Is, this you're is finishing long. Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my finishing thoughts is I think that that encompasses the whole video. Um, I feel like <sighs> black men, women, and children are afraid. Um, There's lots of violence and hatred in this world, unfortunately, because of racism. Um, And it does make me a little bit emotional. I have to kind of (laughs) like stop myself from getting emotional. Um, I feel like I'm sad that police officers are being seen as quote like as in the scripture you know the hell part they're being seen as as death um something to be afraid of that makes me sad because i do know such amazing police officers guys when i'm in a pickle who the hell do i call i call a police officer i don't call anybody i mean i you know when i'm in a real real bind i will call a police officer i know that they'll help me i can't do everything (laughs) logan can't do everything um it does make me sad 
it makes me sad that black people feel scared. It makes me sad that there are children that have died. There are children who have lost their fathers, their mothers, wives who have lost husbands, husbands who have lost husbands, men who have died because they've been suffocated. You know, somebody putting their knee on their chest and they can't breathe. Guys, this is something that these are conversations we need to have. So for our white friends, for friends who are more conservative, for friends who don't understand what I'm saying, please try to sit down and just realize my experiences are different than yours. And I don't mean to take over Logan's podcast, but he's letting me talk and he's he's really good at doing that. He's really good at allowing my voice to be heard. Mm-hmm. You're my guest. I, I have to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jerk. Um... Um, oh, keep well, on, sorry. No, no, no. Well, just, just, I don't, this is so hard because there are so many people who are going to say, yeah, well, what about uh, white cops? What about cops who are getting shot out here? What about black on black crime? Guys, those are all things happening. My grandfather says that to me all the time. You want to talk about a conservative? Calling you out, Dwayne. He, <laughs> Grandpa, is the most. We have me and Logan have gone Deep head to head. Listen to this. That's okay. <laughs> me and Logan have gone head to head with my grandfather so many times. Um, in a respectful way. Oh yeah, in a respectful way, of course. But I know that those things are happening, um, and all of it is very scary. I think that we all need to hear each other. I don't have an answer for that. I don't have an answer for police officers getting shot. I don't have an answer for black on black crime. And in reality, even though it does make me mad, I still don't have the answers for cops shooting innocent black people. Um, What I can say is what I know. So please don't be offended by this because this is all that I know. I know that within black communities, there is disgusting black on black crime because of colorism within the community. You're too light. You're too dark. You're part of this. You're part of that. You did this. You a blood, you a creep, whatever it is. Okay. And Sorry. Logan, Logan's Sorry. taking it there. <laughs> nope, that's not everything. Sorry. We'll, him and My I will bad. talk about that later. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I, I, I think... I think that, I don't know. I don't know. I know that I'm upset. And I know that this makes me emotional. I think that voices need to be heard. I think that the differences between the black community and then like a police officer shooting a black person is that from all that I've seen on media is that that black person most of the time is either unarmed, innocent, begging for their lives you know with black on black crime it could be anything yeah um it could be for a reason yeah you know yeah and i'm not saying that there's a reason for black people or anybody shooting a police officer but what i'm saying is what i know that police officers shooting black people is that there's an innocence there and it scares me and it makes me sad yeah, yeah, and I I thought she was referring to something else. That's why I said what I said. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, no, but there are gangs no. and, and, black and, and, and that's what I was. And that's uh, part of it too. I was trying to be. I was trying to be humorous. I'm sorry, everybody. If anybody got offended by that, I apologize. But um, my concluding thoughts is that um, I really enjoy this because there there have been a lot of kind of 
uh, not autobiographies, but like, you know, kind of in introspective music videos like this about life and stuff. I and mean, there's been a lot of things, but it's all been very flashy. It's all been like, you know, like, oh, you know, they're dressed up uh, gloriously and, you know, they got the chains and stuff. I apologize for that, everybody. Um, but, you know, and then that's the, the, that's the really take to show the gregariousness of it. But I think that, because like, just like I was talking about, he wasn't subtle about a lot of things. He was subtle about all the right things where like, he was subtle in the way that, he did show that same aspect of, you know, the, 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 the flashiness and the showiness of, um, rap culture and stuff, but he, he only did it with his words. He didn't do it with his, um, and no, he didn't do it at all really with, with visual. It was all other than maybe like the chains that he had on. And then, you know, some of the, uh, maybe some other characters that we didn't notice, but like for the most part, there wasn't there wasn't a single bit of flashy anything. I'm sure this was a very cheap music video, you know, because there wasn't a whole lot into it. But it's interesting because he wasn't taking at all that stance. He wasn't showing that part of the culture. He was he was taking it. He was taking the real issues. He was taking the reality. He was taking gun violence. He was taking police brutality in, in, into account and. I didn't see a lot of white background actors at all either. He was taking a lot of the community that he's representing in this and showing off of like showing us people because he's he's a famous person. This is going everywhere. Not he, he's not saying this just to his own community. He's expressing it, but he's expressing what the community really is afraid of. What what what's kind of going on and like showing you a reality of it as well as tying in how media is kind of trying to cover it up and him representing himself as the media you know until the very end you know where at the very end he's showing his own vulnerability to that cover-up and that attacking of the culture and it was just so interesting to see a way that he so subtly and intricately wove in all of these things that you know both sides feel you know, we, we both, what we see and what they feel and what we feel and what they see, you know, it is, it's so interesting. I, I loved every bit of it and, you know, and it's kind of my concluding thought there. And so I'm going to thank Rachel for coming on to my podcast with me and thank you. showing me up and all our intelligence. I had to come guys. He's really cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not like we live with each other, but, um, I really hope this was informative for you. Uh, obviously follow my Facebook page, you know, pop thoughts. Um, follow me if you want. You can ask questions there anytime. Um, I'm going to probably find a way to maybe make a, uh, email if you want to email me stuff and stuff. And if there's anything you guys want to talk about or hear about me and Rachel talk, me talk about, um, I know you can, that you're going to be um, talking about a lot of things. Yeah. Like right. we're going to be talking about a lot. Yeah. Me and you are, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to try to be doing, doing this more and not just with political things as well. We might just have some fun episodes where we, you know, we, we unpack Taylor Swift's newest video or something like that, you know, just mm -hmm. something fun, just something for everybody. We really wanted to get deep and dark and gritty with this the first time. So, you know, like I said, I really hope you guys learned something from this. I really hope that it was interesting to you, and I hope it just catches your attention. So this is going to go up in a little bit. I already posted uh, kind of your homework for it. And so um, share this with your friends. Share this everywhere you can. You can find me on iTunes, Overcast, uh, Anchor, and a couple more that I'm forgetting right now. And so um, there's going to be more coming along the way, whether you like it or not. So, you know, so we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna figure this out. So... Thanks for tagging along, my fellow thinkers. Um, do something noteworthy, even if it's only to yourself. And we'll see you next time.